Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this first Saturday in April. It's kind of a, uh, I don't know. Here's my weather report for the second half of the hour. I feel good about it. All right. Is it looking sunny out there? Yeah, we're going to, we're going to take it on. We're going to take on the day. There's my voice cracking. (laughs) Also, allergies are a thing. That's the other side of that. But there we go. All right. It's time for that fun thing we do, which is called top two in hour two. Give him the old one two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, will you? All right, it's the time of the show, you guys, that we talk about a couple things that we can't stop thinking about. So, why don't you go with your first one? Okay, so I told you earlier about Cafe Astoria. Mm-hmm. And originally, people were all excited about them because they had the 24-karat gold coffee. They were like big in the latte art yeah, and all the pretty Yeah, and they pretties. had like a unicorn they coffee. They kind of had the Instagram kids. They did. A flutter. And, you know, coffees are fine, but they are expanding. They've opened a cafe next door to their original location. They have taken over the St. Augustine Bakery, yeah. and they're making that into more of a breakfast, lunch, and dinner destination. Here's why I'm mentioning them. They have good scones. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have my first entry into a scone that I liked, which yeah. was, it's like a piece of pie almost. It's a wedge, yeah, and it's cake and crumbly, and it's full of fruit, and it's got a sugary top. And it's a delicious scone. So if you're someone that likes scones, but all you find are the dry, crazy scones that taste like salty, overdone biscuits, go to Cafe Astoria in St. Paul. Um, and I got to just tell you that they're, the restaurant that they're putting into Augustine's, Calzada, is going to be a Filipino. Oh, yum. And I'm very excited for that because I feel like... We don't have a Filipino restaurant, we really, we do, do we? We have a poi, um, and we have Pinoy fi- uh, Fusion, which is a truck, but we don't have enough let's okay. leave it at that one and i'm very excited uh because um you know stella bella's owner she's got she's uh filipino and so this is going to be really great i think family recipes which Love i'm it. excited about yeah for sure yeah. okay so my first one is going to be bar brava which i know that uh i feel like we i might have talked about it you did briefly but briefly? i didn't know what you were talking about and okay. then i drove by it and i was like that's the place stephanie was talking about so i'm gonna dig in because last night i went to a i went i just went we had a dinner there a bunch of girls and i did and we booked the chef's table and i know a lot of you guys always ask like where's the chef's table where's the chef's table now, this is a chef's table in the fact that it's just next to the kind of the kitchen line and it's a big, it seats eight people. And it's not like we were in the kitchen and it's not like we got super special attention from the chef or anything, but that's what it's called. And I thought it was lovely. Um, we ate the entire menu and it's a brief menu. So that's easy to do. Yep. We got like a couple trays of oysters, which were 
I got to tell you, the oysters were outstanding. They put a little mezcal and a little like huh. basil oil on there. That's unique. It was so good. Yeah. So good. So nice and different from just, and I love a raw oyster as in like clean. I just want to, but this was a nice boost. Yeah. A little smoky. It was kind of perfect. So, and then we had, uh, we had a couple different snacks. You know, we had like um, some little fried potato wedges. We had some, sh- some salmon toasts, all this kind of stuff. And then we had what their main thing is paella. Oh. And so you get two, you can get like a dish of paella and they have a vegetarian one and they have a chorizo laden one. And we got two chorizos and for the table of eight, we got three, but they also had ocean trout. And so we had a whole bunch of mixed plates. And I would say that if you're interested yeah. in that kind of gig, like you don't like you, you want to go with people who you can mix and match with. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Their wines by the glass list is they that's basically what they mainly pour. Is they'll come over and you can go like Yum. So I started with my favorite Pat Nat, which was kind yep. of like very funky. And then I moved to this other white from Spain and then we opened a couple bottles and then we ordered and then he wa- the server walked oh, by yum. and he was like, "Here's my large format that I'm opening for tonight." So he'd opened this big bottle and was like ready to just kind of he was like sampling it around and then it was like if you want to take glasses from it it's only available tonight yeah right so it's a very great wine experience especially natural wines that maybe you sustainable wines that you have not seen before from all over the world it's i highly recommend okay hanging out there i gotta find the right foodie people that would you, appreciate you that do because there's people who are like my sister and if someone's Sorry, like Cub. can i get a rum and coke they don't have that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know or can i get you know looking for just like yeah, it's just okay. So you gotta know you, who you're dining with. Yeah, I would and say my sister's the first one to be like, you know what? That's kind of lost on me. Take someone that cares. Like, right. Can you just call me when you're going to the ten twenty nine? Right. Lots of <laughs> little cured fishes. Those. Yeah. That's oh, the idea. She, but She's I not would in. be like, oh you're my in. gosh. Yeah. So that's my first one. Go ahead. What's your second one? Okay. There is a new, maybe not a new, new to me forager in town, and they are signing people up for classes. And foraging is where you go into the neighborhoods where you live or work or play, and they teach you how to eat the things in the ground and the things around the neighborhood. So they've got urban foraging workshops all over Minneapolis. It's a two and a half hour hands on urban foraging experience. You learn what to forage. You see the urban landscape through the forager's eyes. You meet, and then you go on a foraging for fruits, nuts, berries, leafy greens. And it just looks like a super fun thing. Class sizes are limited. Yep. They're $69. And there's a number of dates available, but it's only for spring, because I'm assuming some of this includes our famous uh, morel mushrooms, and as well lamps. as... <laughs> pickled ramps, ramps and nettles to get some nettles. nettles. Um, so I'm going to put a link up, but this is Ironwood Foraging. If you're interested in learning more about foraging, it looks fun. Um, I love these guys, actually. Do you? Yeah, I've I've kind of put them in the magazine before, and they often hit the greenway. And you guys, there are so many things planted around and among the greenway that you would be like, wow, like the the aronas, those wild plums that are Minnesota wild plums are all over the place. Huh. Really great. Okay. I really support that. Um, okay. My second one is going to be an update on the fish fry battle, which, you know, we have been doing the fish five. I can never say it. Fish fry face off uh, on MSP mag. And we have all sorts of, you know, people doing fun things uh, as far as St. Paul restaurants, you know, doing their battles. And so the first we had pillbox tavern versus the loon pillbox tavern came out on top. Mm-hmm. Meritage versus St. Dinette. 
St. Dinette came out on top. Really? Because my friend Patrice, who has helped me with my cookbook, she had a post about how great Meritage fish fry was. The platter? I think the platter was outstanding as well. Um, Dark Horse versus Eagle Street. Dark Horse came out on top. And the current voting right now is for Grey Duck versus Pat McGovern's. And so we'll see who comes out on top of that. I think voting closes this afternoon. If you have any feeling you want to go over to mspmag.com slash fish fry face off, you can totally uh, vote for that still. And then that person will go against Dark Horse. So we're basically down to the final four after today. So it's going to be Pillbox versus St. Dinette. Dark Horse versus either Grey Duck or Patrick McGovern's. And and then we're going to face off in the middle. And I'm going to tell you that my prediction, if I was going to fill out this bracket, I'm going to say it's going to be St. Dinette versus Dark Horse. Okay. In and the those finals. are two great spots. And I think that if you're thinking about Friday fish fries, they have great, they have a, those two fish fries are super, super good. So there you go. Okay, I love it. Who doesn't um, love a fish fry? I know. I do want to shout out, and I shouted, I did, I included this one in the feed this week. But if you are downtown for Glicks, you know they have a Friday fish fry. Oh, I know it was last Friday, but they have a fifteen ninety five uh, all you can eat Pilsner battered cod. Yum! That comes with like coleslaw and all sorts of stuff. They have it every year. And they have fish fry Fridays every, you know, all the time. But it's just kind of, it's one of those undersung, really yeah. great dishes that I think doesn't get a lot of attention. And I haven't been to Glicks in a long time. And one of my goals is to visit all of the, not all, but to visit places that we haven't been to in a while. Good. My J.D. Hoyt's experience was yes. extremely invigorating. True. And a blast. And yeah. so I'm just trying to get out to places that maybe I haven't been to for a while. Yeah, we went to... P.S. Um, Steaks tonight. I haven't been see? there since they opened, pretty oh, much. really? I mean, two years, three years, however long it's been. Last Saturday after the show, I went to drag at Lush. Fun. And that was outstanding and hysterical and overwhelming for me. It was just wonderful. It was emotional and moving to see these performers just kicking butt and seeing everybody handing over their dollars. And I'm totally going to get the teens to go with me to the next one. Um, but after that, then I went and did a little shopping in the North Loop and ended up at the Monte Carlo, which is a blast. I know. And had, but it's funny cause I sat down and you guys have to appreciate the fact that like I sat down and I haven't been there in probably like, I mean, since before the pandemic. Oh, I've been there a couple of times. See, and I haven't, yep. I just, but nonetheless, I walked in and Bill, the bartender, he's like, Steph March. Well, it has been quite a while, ma'am, since you have been here. And I was like, oh my God, it really has. And it reminded me because you saw Frank. Yep. And so Frank was like, was another bartender where I used to hang out with at Monte Carlo all the time. But it's been a long time. But like, that's the kind of the cool thing is like, there's people who are still in the same places. As much as we talk about no one can find staff and, you know, everything's rough. It's like there are these moments that I think that still connect us to the industry, at least me. Yeah, that's for sure. kind of awesome and stuff like that. Yeah. And people that you forgot about that are still there. Yeah. That I love. I know. All right. Well, we're going to take bartender. a quick break. And then I think we're going to come back and talk about pet peeves. <laughs> pet peeves. I don't know. We'll talk about pet peeves. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Maker's Mark. All right, everybody. We had a pivot during the break. We were going to talk about restaurant pet peeves. And the reason we were going to talk about it is because somebody put it on their page and I thought it was kind of interesting. And then I heard a little radio chatter about it. But really, it we're not feeling it. Not we don't want to talk about crappy restaurant service and crappy restaurant things. So we're going to pivot. Yeah. And here's what we're pivoting to. We're going to bring the positive. Yes, you guys, as we think about Easter, because now that I'm cooking a meal, I'm obsessed. 
And I'm also working with the Goodwill on some stuff. And I've been thinking about the trend of vintage dishes. Are you a vintage dish person? Because it's coming back. So, yes, I want to say yes, but I also want to say that I don't have any space in this teeny tiny house I live in. I get that. I don't have space. Like, I would love, I do see things that I'm like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool to have this? Or when I go to, you know, like antique stores, I want to buy all this stuff. I have nowhere to put it. So, I have like dishes in my front closet at this point because I'm already stacked. Well, and that's a thing. That's a thing. So, um... (laughs) <laughs> did I just blow the no, whole thing? it's just funny. That's a thing. And when I started working on the cookbook, I felt like I gave myself more permission to buy stuff because sure. I wanted it You're to be f- photographed. Yeah. So what we're seeing is a trend in the younger set that they are not like going and like registering for 12 piece dish set. Sure. They are thrifting dishes. Sure. They're looking for different types of pieces and what's really popular is your grandma's dishes. Yes. So kind of, I'm going to just call it the Jamie Malone type dishes. Yes. Only or because, the Muriel dishes. Yes, or Muriel with Karen Tomlinson. Yes, when you go to these beautiful places and the plates have like these gilded edges and they're just beautifully put together. These are um, dishes that you want to collect or that you want to bring out at the holidays. So... I just, I buy a lot of Dansk. I like that enamel baker. Yes, I love you do. the colors. Mm-hmm. I like to cook in it because I think it's great cooking wear, but I also just love the colors and how bright and cheery it is. Yes. But there are a lot of like dishes too that people can be looking for. And you can look at Goodwill, you can look at Value Village, you can look at any type of thrift area, but like Pyrex, vintage Pyrex is coming back that are in kitchenware patterns. So if you're out and about and you see Pyrex, so Pyrex are like, if you can think of the Amish or the butter print or the brown bowls with the kind of handles on them. Yeah. I mean, all my measuring cups are Pyrex. Right. right? Butterfly gold. They had casserole dishes, Daisy. The dot or new dots is a big print that people are looking for. And you can find that at vintage stores. The early American, we have these at my mom's house. These are from 1962 through 1971. I actually should go get them. Um, but just the Pyrex is back, okay? Yeah, I love that. So that's one thing to look for while you're out and about. One thing that's never really gone out of style is Fiesta wear. Yes. And it, it, they still make it. Yeah. So what you're looking for there is, A, do you love it? And B, can you find colors in different patterns or different colors than you have and can you maybe use them as accent pieces so at my house i have on my favorite things dresser we'll call it or my bookshelf i have four bowls i have a yellow bowl green bowl blue bowl and an orange bowl and they were from my um stepmom's grandma her mom yeah so those bowls if they weren't because they have some chips that set alone is probably worth 500 bucks now But I'll never part with it because it just makes me have so much joy. I love it. Um, Okay. Other things to look for would be classic vintage China patterns. And this is kind of your Karen Tomlinson grandma situation. You're looking for Royal Copenhagen. Yep. Those are the blue and white that you see. Also, anything Italian. There are blue Italian dishes by a company called Spode. And they still make them today, but they look like those Bing and Grondel plates, which are also very collectible. What do those look like? They're Danish and they're sort of field scenes and they're blue and white. 
Not like the or not like the the Asian like you know bonsai tree ones. You no, know, like the those ones. Nope. Okay. Um, if you are looking for China patterns, Royal Caribbean Lennox. Yeah. There's a holiday Lennox China pattern that was introduced in 1974. That's really popular, and it has um, holly berries on the outside and a gold edge. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is really fun that people don't know about is there's a company called replacements.com mm-hmm. and you can find all of these patterns. So huh. if you find like five dishes that you love, but you're really looking for a set of eight, yes, a 90% you can find the other three. Cause that's, I was going to say that is the hardest part is like about when you're going thrifting is like, you think, Oh, I love this, but there's only six of them. Or yeah. There's only four of them. And you're like, how am I? I have a party of six. And like, what am I supposed to do? Like here, you two get something else. Yeah. You, you know, can you find weird. them. The other thing that people are doing is they are using like three and three. Yeah. So, or two and two and two. Right, right, really right. Really kind of mixing so then, and matching. Yeah, so it's not just like one off or anything like that. But Have I you, do love that. You've heard of Wedgwood, I'm assuming. Yes. I was going to ask about Wedgwood. Yeah. Wedgwood is a huge China maker. They make bone china. It's beautiful. Um, they have a pattern that is really sought after called Rooney Mead. It is a black kind of edge on the outside. And it was made from 1972 to 1978. Um, just Lennox China, too. Like, this is what my mom had. My sister has her whole set. Um, also, do you know about the mid-century modern vintage dishware by Franciscan? No. Oh, it's so cool. Is it? Yeah. Stephanie, I should be showing these to you. I know. Um, it is. It has, like, the atomic balls on it, if you know what I mean, or the stars. Oh, and that is really collectible. We have some of that up at our cabin that was there when we bought it. So do you have this? And this is just a question as far as collecting yep. goes. Do you collect for your own sake or do you collect to then watch the value and then resell it? Do you uh, ever? No, I'm not a reseller. Okay. I'm a user. Yeah. And I want to buy things that give me joy and that I'm going to use. Right. So I will use all my stuff, even though like I'm a little like, oh, if it's cracked or... I will cook in the enamel dance that I have. Yeah. I use it. I have the enamel dance that has like, yeah, it has like a little like worn spot on it that I've, I picked up at the Goodwill for like four bucks. Absolutely. Like, okay. Yeah. And that stuff, I mean, it's priceless. It'll last forever. Yeah. So uh, the other way you can think about this is too, is with like vintage glass. So I was um, at in Las Vegas this last week and we went into this mid-century modern home on right. a tour. Right. And she had, do you remember the milk glass that's white? Yes. She had black. Oh. Tons of black. It, I'm going to call it milk glass just because I don't know what the real name of it was, but it's like that white glass, but she had it in all black. And it was milky, but it was black. It was black. Weird. It was so cool. And it was very 1960s yeah. and 70s. They also make that same type of glass in like an orangey red color. Oh, and I remember yes. my grandma had some of it. Yeah, that very ornate cut. What Do they have a name for it? Uh, or do they just call it milk glass? Wait, it's uh, no, I think it's just called milk glass. But uh, she had it in black, which was really lovely. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just called black milk glass. And she had tons of it. So sometimes, too, if you're looking, you can find... Um, like glassware or something that maybe you have modern pieces for your actual dining set. Like I have a really nice white China set from Crate and Barrel back in the day. Yeah. But it looks really good with other types of things. 
And so, like, maybe that's the way that you modern up your table. Or it can be in the linens, too. Right. There's a whole bunch of vintage linens around town. And I that would be the one thing that I have collected in a way just because I, I whenever I see like really great you know linen napkins or tablecloths or anything I I grab those in a heartbeat yeah. I don't know it all started because I was buying um, right away in my 30s when everyone was getting married I bought a ton of vintage aprons like those little cute, cute. Half yeah. aprons that yeah. are cocktail aprons I still wear them like every once in a while I'll pull out like a little pink frilly thing to put over and I was buying those and giving those as gifts for Cute. like shower, like, you know, like wedding showers. Yeah, that's a great idea. And then I started buying, and then I was like, ooh, but look at this tablecloth and like these great linen, like blue bordered napkins. Yeah, great napkins Love that you can get. Love them. And you're going to ask me if I use all my vintage linens. I do. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I just like that stuff. So anyway, I'm going to write an article about some of the things to look vintage for. Vintage textiles. Vintage is coming back, friends. Yeah, I like it. All right. All right, well, let's take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we are going to talk about Easter brunch, as in going out for Easter brunch. So we've got a lot of places just to kind of tip to and let you know what's going on. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. Remember, if you missed any of this and, uh, you know, you want to dial it up later, or check uh, uh, check back to see what we talked about, especially with Hanson's dishes. If you need to, like, slow it down and listen and write some stuff down, you can always find us on podcast. You can just Google us, and we're going to be there on podcast. We did just get an email from Christine Hansen with an E. Hello, Christine, you old Dane, you. She said, eating an early lunch out of a Russell Wright bowl. They oh. are my everyday dishes. If something breaks, replacements is my go-to. Yay, I love that. And you guys use things that give you joy. Yes. Like, if you're looking around your house and it doesn't literally Marie Kondo your butt and give you joy... Move on. Yeah. Find someone. It'll make someone else happy and you can do something else. I just ripped the shelves off my walls and I was like, I think I'm in a wallpaper because I was just yeah. like, it wasn't, it just was, I was just sort of like, this isn't working for me. So yes. I'm just trying, it's, spring is a great time to try something completely new and different in my Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. All right, kids, we are going to talk a little bit about some Easter brunch opportunities for you in restaurants because I know some people are thinking, you know what, maybe I want to go out for Easter brunch. Sure. Maybe I don't want to cook a ham and hang out with people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just want to eat the ham that yeah, someone else made for me. I know. And I have long been a proponent of Easter dinner instead of Easter brunch. Mm-hmm. I know that Easter brunch is very big. Um, and I think that has to do with it's a Sunday. That and a lot the egg of, hunt. Yeah, I think it's the egg hunt. And then people think, you know, eggs tend to fall into that breakfast space. And then they think they want to get it done with their day. But I've always sort of been with the... I'm going to braise a lamb shoulder and we're going to do that, you know? And so I've always had that, but, uh, you know, giant baby is going to be in Tacoma. He's not even home. This is the first Easter that he's not going to be around. Right. And then, you know, all the other kids are kind of like, everyone's like, eh, you know, we'll see. So anyway, some places that I wanted to make sure that you knew about for Easter brunch, because there are still reservations out there. Um, but I will tell you that if you're not nailing it down this week, you're probably going to miss out. FEMA's, I thought, was a great yeah. idea because FEMA's brunch is going to be 45 bucks per adult, 20 bucks per kid, you know, uh, under 12 years. Um, and they have kind of a great selection. Um, they have a lot of times and it's in the beautiful space. Like there's something about if you're going to go out for brunch, you know, or, or for Easter brunch, dressing up a little bit. And that space is so gorgeous. The old Forum Cafe. They've got shakshuka and eggs. They've got lobster Benedict. Yum. They're doing waffles and strawberry cream. They've got a pepper crusted ribeye. 
Hello. They've got Moroccan lamb with savory beans. I just love the idea of doing something a little bit more fun and funky like that. Um, and he's got times open. There's like 1230 slot right away. Um, and it's downtown. And it's kind of just nice to see something down there. Right? Yes. You feeling that? Yep. Um, I also want to shout out Mr. Paul's because I know that everyone loves, you know, Mr. Paul's lately in Edina. It's hard to get in there. Someone it was is. asking me about it. I was like, yeah, it's great. You should go. Yeah. They've got reservations now open on Resi for Easter brunch buffet from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, they've got uh, prime rib and honey baked ham. They're doing shrimp etouffee on the line, which is great. They've got French toast, salads, pastas, smoked salmon, shrimp cocktail, uh, beignets, of course, and they've got greyhounds and bloody marys and mimosas. Forty four ninety five for adults, fourteen ninety five for kids under twelve, and five and under eat free. Okay, that's pretty good, right? Um, what I wanted to shout out that I don't think it's a little place that I sort of super love. Um, that is, I don't think they. I'm not sure if they have a special, but the French Hen Cafe. Oh, I love that little place off of Grand in, or I'm sorry, Selby Dale, Dell, right? Wait, Selby. Selby. Yep. Selby and Dale is right. (sighs) Got it. So they are, you know, kind of a breakfast lunch place anyway. I don't think that they have a special menu because they are basically brunchy all the time. Um, They have a Creole Creole market hash, you guys, with, you know, root veggies, caramelized onion, bell peppers, you know, hollandaise, arugula, really great stuff. Um, They have quiche Lorraine. Which you love. You I were just do. talking about quiche. Quiche love But one of their winning things that you can count on all the time to be so delicious, coconut lime French toast. Yum. I mean, it's got kind of a little bit of a, you know, feeling of tropical and they've got sweet crepes, but you can also do like a parm crusted BLT, catfish po' boy, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um. Okay. What else do we have for you? We have uh, Aster Cafe. Down on the Riverwalk. Yeah, St. Anthony, Maine. They are doing a Sunday swing brunch. If you've not, they've been doing this for a while. But if you're at all looking to do something kind of fun that way, they have a Sunday swing brunch that I think is kind of excellent. Um, uh, They still have seats open. W.A. Frost. Swing is so fun. I know. Swing is tons of fun, I think. Um, W.A. Frost is open. They've got places to go eat there. Your P.S. Steak is doing a brunch yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm heading there tonight just because it's been a while. Um, but they do have uh, they do have a lot of, they do have fun things to do on Easter. Um, uh, I'm trying to find their menu and I can't find it right now, but they have uh, they have a lot of great things there. Okay, so, and plus it's like, I think it's sort of, again, that like, if you're going to dress up and go to brunch, like, that's a really fun space to be sort of dressy, but also not too serious. Right. Don't you feel that about P.S. Steak? I sort yes. of feel like, yes, it's in the 510 space, you know, but it's not like. It's kind it's of clubby, steakhouse It's not stuffy, right? Uh, St. Dinette has, is open for brunch for Easter. I don't know if you knew that. Um, no, I did not. Uh, they have a great brunch. I know, and that's a place... That I need to put on my list. I'd like to go try that fish fry. It sounds really good. Right. It's that that fish fry is really, really good. They do have an Easter brunch kit, by the way. I know we talked a little bit about that. Um, They're doing like a menu of ham gruyere, egg bake, cheesy hash browns, baked French toast with chaumure, and a yogurt parfait. And that one you can pick up on Saturday between 2 and 3 p.m. if you want to do that at home. But they, they do have reservations open for Sunday brunch as well. Yum. So that's a really good thing to know. Um, what else? What else? Oh, Layla has a Easter brunch. That's a place that I think like, 
you know, it's a hotel. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I feel like maybe it gets looked overlooked. Um, But I think that they have good. Yeah, they have. uh, They're going to do a brunch buffet uh, served from 10 to 2 prices, 49 bucks per person. Um, Children's prices, 18 bucks for kids 6 to 12 and age under five are free. Do you ever go? I mean, like, do you ever think about. I, I never wondered, like, how much kids under five eat. Like, I don't want to pay for them either. No. <laughs> <laughs> they just make a mess. They don't really eat. Right? I just think that's probably the truth. But they have a ton of openings at Layla if you're interested. And it's kind of a nice, friendly space, too. You know? Um, what else you got? Uh, I'm just laughing because... Who's calling yes, you? Who, who, who calls us I during know. the show? I know. Um, is it your kid? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, uh, there is... Blue Plate Restaurant has... Uh, he, he, Easter meals, family meals to pick up from lots of places as well. Um, Jensen's Food and Cocktails. Have you been down yes, there? Yes, in Egan. Yes. Love that place. Right. They have the best martinis. Yes, they are. You could put that on your martini tour, friend. I should. They have a 1045 and then they only have a 230. So they're pretty much booked unless you're, you know, unless you're thinking about it. Um uh, Travail's doing a take-home package. You know who has a brunch open is Churchill up in... Have you been there yet? Uh-uh. So good, you guys. Churchill Street up in Shore View. View. It's either Shorewood or Shoreview. Um, they have got a four-course family-style brunch menu featuring a ton of stuff. 42 bucks per person, 20, 20 bucks for kids. Um, and they have openings kind of in the morning-ish, like 9.45 and 10. And then they go from like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. They, I have to tell you, they cook their blueberry, have I already said this, their blueberry pancakes in bacon fat? No. It's worth it. You've not said that. It's worth it. That I would remember. Yes, I think you would. So, I just want you to know that about them. And that's a nice little drive. It's a cute little area. I love that space. Um, Aqua in White Bear Lake. Also, I'm trying to get make sure that we get around town for you guys, because there's a lot of places. Aqua in White Bear Lake is doing a family-style brunch. They are going to have... You know, uh, and there's $48 per person under 12 to 16. They've got uh, spring vegetable salad. They've got an egg strata, little egg bakey, asparagus, heirloom tomatoes, wild mushrooms. They've got Birch, uh, they've got Berkshire Farm uh, honey glazed ham. They've got garganelli bolognese with pork veal and tomato. Hello. Roasted heirloom carrots, crushed baby red potatoes, sweet potato puree with crumb fresh, uh, fresh blueberry pie with lemon whipped cream. I love it. I know. And they look like they are pretty open 10 a.m. till about 1.30 and they're sold out. Do you want to, I mean, like if you're going to go Dukes on 7, by the way, Easter Buffet as well. That's a $30 for adults, $12 for kids. They've got eggs, Benny, biscuits and gravy, sausage, bacon, scrambled eggs. They've got your basics, French toast, yeah. carbonara, but they've got pork tenderloin on there as well. That's a big one. I would tell you that 30 bucks is going to do well on that one. They are pretty much open except for 12.30. So... You've got a lot available, kids. You've got a lot available still, but you have to go on either talk or you want to go on open table. Doesn't have as many. I already looked open table and they're not. There's just like Buka on there. Okay. Talk All and right. Resi seem to be the places that most people are putting on their thing. So there you go. All right. Um, we are going to take a quick break, you guys, and come back and we're going to talk about all the places that locals love. Locals love. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, hopefully you're getting out and about and enjoying some of this weather and hitting some fun stuff that are happening around town. Hey, I have to shout out one space that I got to remember to tell you about, which is Gus Gus. 
Oh, yes. It just opened. It just opened. It's in the old Stewart's space, which was the old 128 Cafe space, which is the basement of this apartment building. You know, I always like to, it's Miriam Park. You know, it's by St. Thomas, right? It's near St. Thomas. I got to tell you, man, I really enjoyed it. I really, really loved it. And it was, they have completely changed it to be, remember like 128 Cafe was like wood paneling. Yep. And then uh, Stewart's came in and they made everything white. And it was all like fresh and white and everything else. These guys have gone completely out of the way. It is dark and they've painted everything this beautiful, like rich blue. And it's this sort of like, you know, it's intimate and it's clubby in a weird way, but like in a very cheeky way. And the fact that there's little gnomes on the wallpaper and definitely has like brass lighting. You know, it's very, I don't want to say like millennial, but like it's, I really appreciated that it went dark. It looks like a new kitchen. Yeah. And it's just so cute. And so anyway, the food there, you guys, way more, uh, way more, um, I, I guess it was in creative and inventive than I thought, than I was re- prepared for. I was so surprised by all the preparations. Everything had a little wink. Everything had a little nod. And uh, combinations that I didn't think would go together were amazing. Right. I loved it. Like, I can't wait to go back and try more things. So, I hope you do. Yeah. Because I saw your martini and it looked pretty delish. The martini is this. I'm actually going to put a little blog up on Monday that, with the rest of the food that I ate. I just didn't have time this weekend to do it. So, I'm excited. I love that. it. I know. So, that's Gus Gus. And that's Gus Gus. And it's off of Cleveland, just to be clear. All right. So, some news and stuff coming out about uh, throughout the weekend and what's going on around town. Um, did you hear about uh, Salad Slayer? I got to talk to you about that. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> this is the Joy Meatballs guy, right? Yes, Josh Edquist. He has a bunch. He's like the guy who is launching all the counter service things forever. This is a guy, you guys, who's been on TV. He's done a bunch of like, you know, guys, grocery wars and things like that. He used to head chef at Julia for a long time. Before that, he was at the Copper cow or copper hen yep um and he's just he's got a lot of drive and he's got a lot of energy so now he's joey meatballs at both malcolm yards and the keg and case and potluck and then he's got uh that's a lot of joey meatballs a lot of joey meatballs he's also doing one at this ties rooftop and lounge this club in minneapolis um he's also got an og zaza pizza place and his other one is called salad slayer so he opened up in uh, Potluck, and it's sort of the idea is this sort of rock and roll salad shop. Like, crisp and green is what that is, yep. healthy and elite, and Salad Slayer is supposed to be this sort of, like, rock and roll, veggies are cool kind of a gig, right? Well, you know, he did use pretty much the same logo as Slayer, <laughs> and he's a fan of Slayer, but he did change it up a little bit, and he thinks that he changed it up enough because it's not music, it's salad. And he uh, he he unfortunately was approached by a lawyer <laughs> who said, ah, it looks like, you know, you might be using the Slayer logo. And he's like, no, it's totally different. But do you know Slayer? Because wouldn't it be cool if we did something together? Like, wouldn't they love to be a part of something that's making, like, healthy eating so metal? And the lawyer's like, you know what? Don't know. I'll go find out. And then they came back and it apparently seems that 
they are not wanting to They're not be salad a connoisseurs. They're not, they don't think salad is metal. So they have, I don't know if it's gotten to cease and desist yet, but it's definitely in the vein of like, you need to stop and change oh, your no. name. He's still hoping. I will tell you this. J- uh, Josh Edwis is a guy who, and, and to be clear about something, Josh is a guy who helps people a lot. His One of his main things is he's part of the Redemption Project. Yep. So he employs a lot of people who were formerly incarcerated and have come out and are looking to find a footing in traditional society. And he helps them. He gives them jobs. He said one of the women who is at you know, working at one of his spots. He's like, I just co-signed on a car loan for her so that she oh, could love that. get a car so she could come to work. Like he's all about helping people give, give, you know, get a leg up. And I, I feel that for him. And I feel that because of that, he should be allowed to keep salad slayer. Well, <laughs> I know lawyers are going to lawyer. Listen, I get it. And I just, I guess I'm on the positive Sally side of hoping that maybe possibly he'll, He'll get a leg up. I think it's funny that you said lawyers are going to lawyer because I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, no, like <laughs> I get it. And that's the thing is he was like, how did they ever find some, you know, salad shop in a mall in Minneapolis? How did Slayer find out? I'm like, lawyers are going to lawyer. Well, and Google search. Yeah. I mean, Google, the minute. Yeah, I said, honestly, I told him set up. A- I said the minute I wrote about it, probably that's, you know, it went. I wrote about it when he opened. I was like, yep. hey, it's open. So I was like that. Put it into the zeitgeist, my friend. You got it. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, On the other side of things, you heard about Hot Indian. Did you? Yeah, I did. And I'm interested in this because I really like Chef uh, Janine's perspective on food. I like their partnership. Yeah. It looks like they're going to kind of keep what works. They're leaving Midtown Global Market. No. Oh, yeah. They're leaving. Yep. And then where will the Berea taco shop situation be? That's going to be at the Mall of America. Okay. So then, right. So they're they're vacating the Midtown Global Market. And then they, which they've been at it for eight years. They took over the left-handed cook spot. Yeah. Remember that? Um, they are, uh, the Mall of America will become Bus and Berea Tacos. And they do have a spot in the Minneapolis Skyway that was close to the TCF Tower. They, they it, That's a TBD. Okay. So we're, we're still, the Skyway is still dealing with a lot of like, you know, trying to, people are trying to figure out how the Skyway is going to really work for the rest of the <laughs> life cycle. But, um, I do think I, you know, I think they gave it a big shot. I think that people love their stuff. You can find them at the Twins and at the State Fair. Think of how huge their State Fair, you know, they've won like best, you know, awards from the State Fair. Like people like their I still think about that cone. Yeah. With the crispy rice bits or puffed rice. Yeah. 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 I know. Such a good one. Well, and I love when they have, I think they have the Alu shot at the Twin Stadium. And I think like when you're, in the early stages of baseball, when it's sometimes a windy, cold day, their food is like warming and good and fresh, and it makes you feel good. I've still never been to a game. Oh, my word. <laughs> you might have to go. I know. I need to get sportier in my quest. Um, hey, there's something cool going on today, and I feel like people should go do this. The Pancakes and Booze Art Show. Have you heard about this? No, but I'm all about pancakes Hello. and I'm about booze. Hello. It's the caboose and it's this nationally touring thing it's very cool it's a pancakes and booze art show for 15 bucks you 15 dollars you can go in they have over 100 local and emerging you know artists selling and showing their wares and then you get free all you can or you get all you can eat pancakes (laughs) i love it i think this is so smart i don't know why we don't pair this kind of situation up all the time i don't know either there's geniuses from la who are who are planning that so 
Um, another one I wanted to let you know about is Vinai is having a dinner series steady with Steady Pour. And steady Pour is the beverage company. They have a private space. Also, when you guys are looking for spaces that are like to do private events at, they mm-hmm. have this great, really awesome place on Northeast, sort of East Hennepin Avenue area. And it has a bar and it has like a great dining area doing meetings and events and things like that. They have a, uh, they're doing, um, the Vinay feast with Yevang before he goes off to maybe win the James Beard Awards. <laughs> let's uh, hope. Let's hope. We have, they are two are already sold out Thursday and Friday, but they do have Wednesday, April 13th, Saturday, April 16th, uh, you know, two times on the 16th uh, available if you want to do a dinner. And I think they're doing like a, you know, four course dinner and it should be pretty great. I love his food. Yeah. Four course plated dinner. Um, and then with a pairings with the cocktail pairings from City Port. I love it. There you go, kids. That's your beginning of April for you. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll make it through. More, any more <laughs> we hood, will. Any we more hoodwings and, and all the rest. So go out there and have a great day, everybody. Ciao, ciao.